0: How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special
1: honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well,
2: we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Creese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Let the
1: word go out <laughs> from here across the land. Let Danny Noonan uh, approve. Hey, this is Shooter McGavin. You're listening to the 19th Hole Podcast. Welcome, fans of golf. Alan DePew, Golf Talk Live. I am your host, joined as always by our amazing panel to my left from Sports Box, Mr. Andy Hydorn. Hello, sir.
2: Hello, gentlemen.
1: And middle Mr. Little Linkster himself, Brendan Elliott. Hello, Brendan. Good evening. And always last but nearest to our heart, the prettiest podcaster in golf. You know him as Christian. We know him as (laughs) Nazamus.
0: All right. He's got my last name right, too, Alan.
1: Tonight, it is Golf Talk Live, raw and on cut as we head to Augusta. I don't have topics because I just want to talk about it all. This is the best week of the year. Bar none, I'm jacked. People are making hole-in-ones in the par three
0: and Tiger took the day off. Correction. People are making back-to-back home ones on the par Correct. three. You did pay
1: attention, Mr. Nazemus. Excellent. But I, I want to start with this article recently shared by Mr. Elliot. Let's talk about Harold Varner in the press. B.E., would you like to lead in on that?
3: I'll have to say of all the guys that left – and I do have comments that are broader than that, because this week's shown so far uh, that it's kind of cool that that's not really been the big topic. And these guys seem to be getting along with everybody and each other. And that that's really cool. But Harold Varner was a tough one for me when he left, because I really, really liked him. I liked the way he was trending. Um, so this article of him basically saying that stop with all this bullshit that this, this is growing in the game. It's all about money and that's the reality of it so it was it was good to hear him say that i wonder if there'll be any uh repercussions for him uh i would assume probably
2: well i was thinking about that too right so what sort of repercussions i mean we saw last week that you know somebody reported that the the cost for you know breaching your contract with live is astronomical so Mm -hmm. None of the players can get out. So do you, do you think there's anything that they can do to him for speaking his mind about about the topic? I don't know.
1: They could not start him. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's a big deal. He, he could not be in the not be in the starting lineup. He could be he could be hashtag where's Ogletree? <laughs> ah, but Ogletree and Ogletree's in Augusta. <laughs> Is he? Is he there?
2: I think. Yeah, I think he's in the field this week, right? Oh, he's not. Ogletree is not in the field at Augusta. I thought he was. No, Ogletree.
0: I don't think is in the field this week. If he did, if he is in the field, he'll probably come in last place. No, I'm kidding. I love Andy Ogletree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I love our Andy.
1: You look. I will look it up. I saw his name pop up in, on on the TV though. I thought it was. From, it may have been dated information. No, Andy is not. I just looked it up. He's not. Okay. Well, dated information. There's
2: there's no way that he would ever qualify to play at Augusta. Like like except when he won the US Amateur. <laughs> he may be there. He may be one of the marshals at
3: the crosswalks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you or know if, but you know who's not there? Hold, holding up the holding up the other side of the of the gallery rope, Greg Norman. That's right, and nor was he invited, as Chairman said. I think Chairman Ridley. I just wrote that down. Chair Chairman Ridley's uh, converse or state of the of the event today was pretty interesting. But let's go back to Varner. I mean, I'm I, I'm I am I'm kind of surprised. I mean, he put it out there. He
2: won't be the last. I'll I'll just put that out there too. Okay. I, I wouldn't say I'm um I'm not shocked, uh, because I am a little shocked that he would say it. But we all know when he left for Lib, that was his deal. He came out and said, I'm doing this for the money. It's generational wealth for me, and I'm I'm doing it for the money. So I think I think the thing that I think is great about what he said, I have a huge problem with people being dishonest and disingenuous right and i think you know all this this bullshit talk about the growing the game and all the other stuff that they do that's that's pomp and circumstance it's disingenuous bullshit and i appreciate a guy who's not going to participate in that
3: however you could take him for example he will use that that newfound wealth that he has to continue to do good things that he's been doing. So you could frame it that way, I guess.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think from the beginning, not one person on this podcast has ever faulted any player for going to live. None, none of us have.
1: Right. Um, No, I take that back. We did. Uh, I, I might have one or two. I, I think we all faulted, like a guy, a, a kid, like Abraham Answer or Walkie Neiman, who no,
2: no, I I, 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 I never faulted anybody for going. Never did I question it. Sure, okay, but, question cl- with clarification,
1: question versus fault. Yeah, you're at the end of money. the day, you're chasing the money. If you're
2: chasing the money, just chase the money, right? Right, and and I I've said this a hundred times. I don't blame one player for taking the money, not one.
3: Where where I have issue is someone like Phil that continues to heavily defend and and kind of poke the bear with the whole situation. Like I said earlier, this week has been so great with seeing these guys interacting and almost it almost feels like it's a non-issue and almost like maybe the media continues to make it an issue. So I'm I'm hopeful, and I'm sure this is something we'll talk about more, that this week will kind of smooth this out just a little bit.
1: Well, as first reported by one Andy Hydorn from The Medalist, let's just work that in the news down there again,
2: yeah.
1: that they're all just chilling. They're all down yeah. in Jupiter just having a good time together.
2: They are. They are. You know, it reminds me of back before all the foreign players played in the U.S., right? so the masters do you remember when greg norman first played in the masters in Seve? we never ever saw those guys play golf before before that yep right so it's it's almost like it's come full circle right so these guys you know dj and cam smith and all those guys coming over from Live who can still play golf i mean it's kind of cool having them there because it's yep. a it's it it really elevates the the meaning of the majors right so they're bringing people from all over the world to come in and compete the best fields right that's the way it should be
1: christian you're remaining quiet
0: i i just like listening to the debate no i i I agree with a lot of points obviously i just like the fact that all the guys you know this week have i mean look at bubba last week bubba said the media kills you guys basically kill it. Like I still talk to Jason day. I still talk to all the guys on tour Rory, who was the biggest advocator who hated live to start is now coming out basically. And just saying how like, yeah, I still get along with the guys. I just had, I'm playing practice around with Brooks, you know, and it's just like, it's just nice to see that, I guess now, um, especially this week, because, you know, nobody wants to take something like the masters away, like, or have the live take, you know, the pristine, um, of the masters, you know, obviously from from anybody. It's we're we're here to play golf. And that's what DJ said. He goes, "We're here to play golf and we're here to, you know, we're we're all playing golf for a living. It's just a, I'm just on a different tour. You know, if you guys don't support it, you don't support it at the end of the day, but we're all here at Augusta National this week to play a great golf course, to play a great tournament, and at the end of the day, we're I'm hopeful that I can just be in contention at the end of the day.
1: Brendan, do you think uh greg norman saying how they're all going to stand on the back of the 18th green if uh, a live player wins? poked the bear and uninvited him i i this
3: just solidifies to me that he is the problem
1: and always has been the problem always will be the problem too andy's leaning in yeah he's got family history here (laughs) yeah
2: but 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 brendan's right he is the problem and you know, the thing that I hate, and and we've been talking about the opposite of this the last couple of minutes, tribalism. We have enough tribalism in our world, right? So this whole thing about all the live guys waiting on the side of the 18th green and this, that's tribalism. And you know what? And I love what Rory said. Rory said, I'm friends with these guys, but I'm not friends with all of them, Right. There are, guys, there are guys out there that I don't like. I loved it a lot more when Bryson and Brooks didn't like each other, right? And now they're pretending like they like each other in the name of tribalism. Give me a break. That's that's ridiculous. You know what I like?
1: I like when Cam Smith mans up and goes in the press room. Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. and just lays it out there, mate, and just talks
0: that i mean yeah he's you know his his biggest reason for going to live is so he can spend more time in australia with his family obviously do you know what i mean and admittingly and admittingly sitting there and saying look i'm probably not ready
1: i may not be ready i I took a lot of time off and but generational
0: wealth now allows him to do that of course absolutely do you know what i mean but at the end of the day he's happy with what with, with his decision and I'm not going to sit here and deny the fact that, you know, oh, I hate Cam Smith because he went to live golf. Like, no, I don't like live personally, but I'm not going to sit here and bash Cam Smith for making that decision because we all have agreed that if I'm in Cam Smith's shoes, I'm taking the same contract at the end of the day. You just can't, you can't pass of up that the
2: kind of money. Of course. You can't. Absolutely. So, and we, and we all, we all said this at one time or another, that, that the player itself, the player themselves are not really to to blame here, right? I mean, like like nobody ever said, we can, there's a big difference between questioning whether it was a good decision and blaming them for going. Like, is it there, because we can question all we want, Joaquin Neiman and and uh, Harold Garner and Cam Smith. We can question that decision, but nobody's blaming them because there was such a carrot at the end of that rope for them, so
1: yeah. And, 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 but but why did we question them? We questioned because they were such up and coming talents that they may have taken an off ramp of of a detour to greatness. They may be missing out on the majors.
2: Yeah, depend- unless
1: unless there's rules changes.
3: We did, and we may, maybe that. maybe that was the strategy that Augusta National had in just treating this, you know, treating these guys like nothing had happened. And maybe there'll be some regrets. I'm sure that some of these guys, if they're in contention or or make the cut or being feeling that having that feeling of welcomeness throughout the week, you know, maybe there might be some regret happening with a couple of them.
1: Well, Brendan, I I didn't actually respond. In our group text, you sent that text about how – Exc- good that it was just to see those guys in the field and what have you I'm not gonna lie the animosity or the, the frustration with live moving my cheese basically of it's over I'm happy to see them out there I want to see them compete there's a part of me that's like okay I I one of my picks actually is a live guy for this week we'll get into that later in the show but oh, you're picking but <laughs> you know do I think they're gonna they're gonna
0: compete? No, I
1: think there's a, I think there's three or four of them that have a chance.
0: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and
2: those same three or four would be the same guys if they st- stayed on the PGA Tour, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the same three or four guys that would have a chance then too. But Brooks, there's not going to be a
0: what's up,
1: Brooks Brooks, Brooks DJ, DJ Cam and
2: Patrick Reed has a chance. He always plays well yeah. at Augusta. Yeah. yeah. Bryson
1: yeah. is not Bryson in his par 68 Augusta National. Probably not. No. Yeah.
0: Bubba. He it might play well. He might, yeah. Any past champion on Live will play well, I think, because they just know the golf course. But you know, it doesn't matter who who's in the final group at the end of the day. If it's a live golfer and say it, you know, Rory or John Rom, whoever it is, at the end of the day, they're both going to take their hats off. Congratulate the winner on on winning the you know green jacket. And then we all move on with our lives. You know what I mean. So it's it's definitely you know it's nice to see that it's it's kind of relaxing to see it because you know a lot of the time, like at the Open, they took away the 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 atmosphere of the old course from everybody because of live, and yeah. like I don't want that to happen again at, at Augusta. So I'm just happy that and, Andy's been leaning in a lot
1: tonight. So I can feel he's passionate about this. No, I
2: have a que- I have a question for you guys. If let's say DJ wins, right? Does that validate live at all? No,
3: it validates DJ.
2: (laughs) Validates DJ. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So all this stuff that Norman keeps talking about, about, you know, celebrating. No, we're celebrating DJ. When when the live players, i.e.
1: Cam Smith sits there in front of the presser and doing his press conference. And says, yeah, the field is much weaker. What does it tell you? If, that the field I'm, is much weaker. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if that was, you know, if that was my employee going, well, that the golf course sucks. I mean, I don't know if I'd be happy.
2: Yeah. Greg, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> but that it, it goes back to the question about Harold Varner. Like, what what's his latitude to talk like he did saying you mean like
1: freedom, you mean like freedom of speech
2: freely talk about about is that know, is, is that prohibited
1: in saudi arabia
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe but ser- seriously and and before we get off the topic of greg norman and and fred ridley the best part of his statement was at the end where he where he said oh by the way Greg hasn't been here but two times in the last 10 years anyway so I mean let's let's not act like we're taking away his most sacred trip of the year because he never comes anyway
1: well I mean <laughs> he probably suffer from post-traumatic every time he stands on 18 <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: or 11
0: or eleven 12 But
2: or ten every hole.
0: For that matter that's
3: what that's why he pushed for 54 hole events cuz he would have been incredible he would have yeah. had like
0: 14 majors <laughs> he would have been the best golfer of all time if there was 14 if 54 holes
2: i want to say it was 1996 i may be wrong but where's bob when you need him but he held the lead after the, se- the holes. seven shot lead no he held the lead after 54 holes of all four majors he did. I believe oh, that's correct. Yes, that's the one he
3: when he won the Open right that year, and he hit every fairway and for seventy two holes.
2: Yeah, so maybe it was it was ninety three or maybe eighty six. It was I don't know what what year it was, but yeah, he held the lead
1: uh, forever to be known with the image of him dropping to his knees with
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what hole that was on? Uh, uh,
3: Eleven? No, ten.
2: Six oh fifteen. 15. It was, so it was, it was all but over.
1: So Brendan, you made a statement and then we kind of weave bobbed and weaved away from it, but I want to bring it back about Augusta. The, maybe it took Augusta National or something to I, I can't I'm paraphrasing how you said to kind of transcend and bring this calm back to the game. As I stood in the golf shop today and I'm listening to to Chairman Ridley speaking, I had a thought come over me that I'm sure will get some debate. Has Augusta National overtaken the RNA and USGA as the voice in the game? They I I think they've
3: learned from past mistakes that they do move the needle probably more than they originally thought, maybe a decade ago or two decades ago. Um, and I think they're trying to make up for some wrongs that they've done in the past. And with that said, and that in the rear view, the stuff that they've done the last, I don't know, 10 years, because DCP's almost 10 years old. Yep. You've got that, you've got what they have done Latin Latin American amateur, the Asian American amateur
1: um the the, NC, the the announced today the NCAA, NCAA. will each get which will get, men's and ladies will each get exemptions into the event yep. the women's am and what they what they announced today
3: too with the collaboration with state of georgia city of augusta augusta tech and the muni course there the patch um, which i which i happened to write about it just got posted this afternoon on pga.com um shameless plug but That's that's going to be a big deal long term, Um, what they're going to be doing with that and introducing people in the area to the industry. Um, And, you know, it's just, I I think I told you guys in the past off camera, but I'll say it on camera. I had the opportunity with Augusta National. I did sign an NDA, so I probably should talk about it, but they shared some stuff with me on stuff they were doing right after DCP launched and they've had so many ideas chairman ridley said it today there's just a abundance of ideas that they have on things that they want to do and they're always forward thinking now so i think to your question they definitely move the
1: needle probably more than anybody I, I, right i love the word now because i think it was bobby that said how they've come Literally, this was the course that was being picketed for mm-hmm. women's entry into the into the club. And now they literally have come 180 degrees and they're driving forward with changing the game. Andy?
2: Didn't it start with Billy Payne? Billy yes. isn't Billy Payne the one that that set this kind of path um for Augusta National. And Fred Ridley is taking it and run with it, but but those two guys in particular deserve a lot of this credit because you're right, Alan, it was, it was just the opposite. I mean, they were, they were, you know, being criticized for, for really being obstructive more than inclusive.
1: Christian, you, you're coming at it from a different perspective. (laughs) How so? Um. You probably don't remember the place being picketed.
0: <laughs> I do not. I can't say that I remember that, but I do not remember I do not remember that at all. I'm too young.
1: What is your view? I mean, from from your perspective, what is what's your view of Augusta? Is it the holy grail? Do they um, are they
0: speaking from the from the from the mountaintop? When you look at golf in a in a hole, there's there's probably a few golf courses that you could say are like the home of golf, right? I mean you could say Augusta you could say St. Andrews. It's tough. I mean, that's, it's a very opinionated question because a lot of people are going to say, Oh yeah, Augusta's." you know, it's, it's the, it's the land of whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's the queen of, or King of golf, you know, it's, I don't necessarily agree to an extent. I think they're like, I would put St. Andrews first before that. That's just me. However, though, there's going to be a lot of people that say like, yeah, I think Augusta is going to be like that home of golf atmosphere. Um, it's, it's a tough question to answer, but because it, it's so opinionated and there's going to be so many differences on that. But for again, like for me, I, I would choose St. Andrews or a caliber of a course like that over Augusta personally. I'm not taking the history away from Augusta, obviously, but I just think that there's more history at a, at a course like St. Andrews than there would be at Augusta. That's just my right. opinion.
2: Like times a hundred. Times a hundred, exactly. As so in would yours.
0: you rather win the? Would you rather win the um, at St Andrews or would you rather win at Augusta? For me personally, I I would rather win the Open at St Andrews than win the Masters at Augusta. That's just me, though. Again, that's just that's just my opinion. I'm not taking anything away from Augusta.
1: That's an interesting question. What say you, Brennan?
3: Hell, I'd take winning the putting championship of pop stroke right about now but <laughs> i'm Augusta through going through i i i'm kicking myself for not going up this year but i have reasons for that but it's just who who on the panel here has been up there andy you've been there right
1: i have I not know. i have not been there and and i i will tell you as i was also standing there watching cuz obviously i wasn't doing a lot of work today because it was cold and nasty once again in new jersey but I thought sat there and said, I want to be in Augusta right now, and I want B.E. to be my tour guide next year when we go. (laughs) So that's the plan, boys. We're going to Augusta next year. We're not sponsoring the match play, Bobby. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're, We're going to spend the money. We're going to Augusta.
3: Well, I don't know if you guys remember from his discussion, Chairman Ridley's discussion, but they're doing more hospitality well, actually, not more. They're doing their own outside the gates. Did you guys hear that in the announcement? Across yeah. the street from on Washington Road, they're doing their own Augusta uh, National Masters Tournament hospitality, and you can I think he said you can go on the website to put in for tickets for that now.
1: Love it. Book us. Book us. We're, book it spano. We're
2: there.
1: <laughs> Alright, so Sure to be some uh, fireworks last night, Tuesday evening. We're recording on Wednesday. There might have been some firecracker shrimp with a aioli <laughs> sauce or I can't remember the menu. But I finally learned, Andy Hydorn, what a slider is served Scotty style. Did you see that one on social media?
2: Yeah. yeah why don't you enlighten us? What about that
1: a... tall? It's like, yeah, it's at least like <laughs> seven inches tall. It's got a little lettuce. It's got one little slice of of uh tomato. It's got a a, a nice slider burger, some cheese, and then like a just a um accompaniment of French fries with the uh uh, whatever the pick is down the middle to hold it all together,
3: and Jordan Speth had three of them.
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna ask if you get seconds,
3: <laughs> you get whatever you want there.
0: Did you guys see that during the dinner though? The only person that I've read that did not speak was Phil Nicholson.
3: I just read that before we do you came find on. that.
0: Interesting, ironic. Do you find that classless? What do you, I'm curious what you guys think it
3: was? It was confirmed by Fuzzy and uh Tommy Aaron, I believe.
2: I saw an interesting take on Phil yesterday. Um, and I forget who it was, but but they basically said that Phil has kind of lost his confidence a little bit. His, oh, yeah. his swagger. He's not he's not the same old Phil. Um and who knows why that is, whether it's his golf, whether it's his personal life, which You know, rumors are his personal life is a mess. Um, So who knows? But, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that he didn't speak last night. I'm not surprised either. I mean,
0: look at just look at Phil right now. I mean, uh, he's lost so much weight already. He doesn't look like the Phil that we've always – like, look at the Phil that won the PGA last year, and I look at the Phil today. He's way different guy. Same with with Adamson. He looks like an old guy. He does, yeah. He does. I remember I was just we were just watching the Masters uh highlights Allison and I and we and the first thing that we said out of the mouth was look at Bryson too Bryson looks way different right now he's toned out he's he definitely
2: way different yeah way okay.
0: different way different right now and honestly so does Phil and it, and I look I hope that there's nothing terrible going on in Phil's personal life per, but you know I remember him getting threats when he went over to live to start and it's just like you know I I don't I don't tolerate that stuff Personally, I, but. I, I think I
3: recall Andy North saying it and maybe Curtis and a couple others that it's it's sad. It really is sad to see him yeah. fall like he has.
2: Yeah. yeah it, and it's and it's more to do less to do with live, more to do with Phil. Right. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> like people don't talk poorly of of DJ or Brooks. And people still talk poorly of Patrick, so that hasn't changed. But it just—it's it, Phil. Phil's on an island here.
1: Uh, largely, is he? He was made the face of Live from the onset. Obviously, they paid him the most amount of money to to be that. But to to watch the free fall, it was only what two years ago, Kiowa. Yeah. I mean, on top of the world, on top of the, I mean, the top of the freaking world. Yep.
0: I don't would think be... we'll, we'll ever see that again. No, if I'm being honest, somebody, somebody of his age winning with how well the tour is right now, I don't think we'll ever see that again. If I'm being yeah. honest. the only person that would be able to do it, obviously would be tiger, but like, Tom,
2: Watson. Tom Watson, one of the best moments in golf history that almost, awesome. Tom... Almost was, but wasn't. <laughs> Most heartbreaking, I think. So,
3: Jack made yeah. a run when he was
1: fifty-eight. The Euro won.
3: one. Jack little. was, yeah. Little,
1: little, let's be honest. Bernard
2: Longer is probably going to win. <laughs> Bernard ain't winning anything. He was, he was saying today. I was listening to him. He goes, but, he goes. I'm hitting hybrids into these holes, and these guys are hitting nine irons. <laughs> But, but wait,
1: it was – I mean, granted, it was playing in the fall, it was, it was softer, which foreshadowed for maybe this week. But don't you remember in 2020, uh, Bernard was right there for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hitting, hitting his little forewood into everything.
0: You know, it's weird, too. You know who – Freddie Couples is always there on the first two days. Yep. It feels like every single Masters, he'll go out and shoot four under and then even par in the second round. And then he'll just shoot 76 76 in the second two days. He's always there in the first part. Like you first know, part
2: you know who else has made a couple cuts in his later years is Larry Mize.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say. He's playing, playing,
2: done his his
1: last, playing his last Masters this year. Yeah.
2: Yep. He was I one of my who, And purple. who would
1: not remember the purple matching Lamode? And my boys got, my boys got ups. He was. Aureus. Aureus. Oh, it was Aureus? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Sorry. That doctor. was
3: one of my first memories. Not one of my first memories, but one of my, one. Of, it was, I was a kid. One of the most special was him making that shot on 11. I just went nuts.
2: And that's why Greg loves the 11th hole. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I think probably... I got to go with two. My favorite Masters memories with my first one really is Jack Jack with the charge. Yeah, this is your time. Make the swing you're capable of. I think that was the great Tom Wisecoff that was on the 16th hole doing that announcement, wasn't he? Or, yeah. or being the being the announcer. And then obviously also on the 16th hole, Tiger. Yeah. Yep. yep. R- remarkable.
0: Speaking well, of Tiger, I'm gonna say a hot take right now, and I know none of you are gonna like it, but I'm telling you right now, his games there. I do, I do not think Tiger will even come close to contending this week. If I'm being well, honest. I do
1: like look Joe LaCava I you know telling about the excruciating pain he's coming out making that statement. You almost question if is that downplaying or is that truly the fact how factual it is that golf course is brutal for, brutal. for that man i would
0: even life. go as far as saying that tiger will miss the cut this week if i'm being no, honest with you no.
1: he'll make the cut
0: i know b e like that one i know b like that all one. right well you let's
1: dive there? into I it boys let's start talk that. let's start talking <laughs> about the golf <laughs> let's start talking about the golf course most notably we're gonna talk about number thirteen
0: lots the- lots of things to talk about this week the best thing for tiger coming into this week would have been Augusta to be dry hot and firm obviously right. you know what I mean The fact that it's going to be torrential downpour Friday and Saturday, the only benefit factor the Tiger has is that he's going out tomorrow morning, okay, and then his next tee times on Friday afternoon, so he's going to have eighteen hours. By the way,
1: which by the way, all the live social channels uh, said that that was uh, by design by Augusta National,
0: Tiger. Yeah. So he he's going to have eighteen plus hours to 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 you know get that leg ready again, obviously, but this is going to be the hardest golf course and hill wise that he's walked in the last twelve months. I. Really? I, there's not another golf course you're walking obviously with 13 then you're walking down the hill on 15 and then you're going to have to walk up the hill on 17 and then also an 18 as well it's not an easy walk at the end of the day i don't think his leg with the soft conditions given the fact that it's a lot harder to walk on a golf course as we all know with soft conditions his leg i don't think is going to be sustainable for four days personally if it is hats off to tiger obviously but he's not going to compete he's not going to contend there's no way
2: Render. does he make the cut
0: i'm going to I bet against Tiger before, as Alan is fully Walk aware. Walk it back. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the only person on the channel here to say that Tiger does not make the cut. I don't think he does. His game, I think his game could do it, personally. If he does make the cut, it'll be either on the number or it's going to be one shot in. It's not right. going to be like he's going to be seven under par
1: going into it. I'm jumping in and saying he does make the cut. Andy, what say you? I, I say he makes the cut. Brendan, does he make the cut?
3: He does, and he ties the record for most consecutive cuts.
1: Ooh, there you go. a little wrinkle
2: there. Ooh. Motivation. From our scribe. <laughs> <laughs> Whether he plays well
3: on the weekend or not, who cares? He made the cut.
1: Okay. I personally think that the wet conditions are actually gonna make, going to enlarge the number of people that have an opportunity to win this, this weekend. Absolutely. I.e., as I was listening to uh, Golf Channel, I I can't believe I'm going to say this. I I agreed with Brendel Chamblee. If you go back, Mike Weir wins, Zach Johnson wins, yep. spinning wedges in because that everybody was laying up on a lot of the par fives. So wind, rain, cold temps, not none of which are good for Tiger Woods but are going to make for a really, really crazy golf course this weekend.
3: And I say it's the best chance that Rory's had since he's played the Masters. I think this is going to I, – I think he's in a better place now. He's coming off of his last round with the, all the incredible things that happened last year. He's playing well. With the course being playing long, he's definitely going to be one of the guys that can – overcome that so i i that's my pick i'm putting that out there now that it's going to be finally okay well bobby
1: bobby wanted to make sure we we passed along to everybody he's saying scotty or rory are you saying though let me let me analyze this are you saying it because he's hitting it long he hits it long or are you saying it because he and probably jt are the two guys on the tour right now that are best at flighting the ball?
3: or both i mean length always has an advantage there um, but if they're going to get as much rain as they're predicting, that just I, I, you can look at it both ways. Like you're saying, history shows that when it plays long, that it brings everybody into the field. Um, but I think Rory always has that length advantage. And you would have to think if it's playing long for everybody, he's going to have even more of an advantage with his length.
0: So Andy, are, you, Andy. are you saying P-E that it's his to lose? Is it? Is I, mean, I, I can't.
3: To lose? I can't go that far because the way that Scotty's
1: been playing, i I didn't, say bet, I didn't bet for him on Fanduel, so let's say no.
0: Well, well, given that nobody's that we've, we've never had a back-to-back winner since Tiger, it's right. it's very difficult to win back-to-back tournaments, let alone back-to-back majors. Right? The mm-hmm. last time somebody did that was Brooks with the with the Open. Uh, you know, I think I, I think it would hands down, Rory. It's it's his to lose personally everybody's going to look at him as a favorite to win. He's not my pick to win this week, but I think a lot of people are picking him to win easily.
2: Yeah, I think I think when it comes to majors it, it, it's just it's so easy to pick people on paper, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's easy to say that that Scotty's game is great and that Rory's game suits Augusta and the conditions and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, these guys have to have to man up, right? And and really show up to play and be mentally tough and ready to do it. And I think you never know until the week starts. You never know if Rory's going to be mentally good or Tiger's going to be mentally good or Scotty or Rom or whoever. It's just you never know. It's just really, really tough to predict that
3: good point for sure it's just rory's got so many good people in his camp right now he's with bob rotello he's got brad Faxon helping him with his putting i
2: mean but he's got he's got the expectations hanging over him and he's got demons yes that's true but not so much the demons but the expectations like all of us are talking about rory everybody's talking about rory and scott
1: so (laughs) cementing his place in golf lore I mean that's that that's, just
2: makes it that just makes it all the more difficult to win when everybody's picking you to win.
1: Yep. I agree with that. I think the interesting thing is going to be by far the wind. The wind uh on Thursday, my directions are going back back wrong here guys, but basically like number 8 is going to be blowing straight towards the clubhouse. Number 8 will be playing downwind. Um but then it turns completely around. Instead of going from six twelve, it's coming from like two you know, two eight or one seven. It's going completely the other direction. Where seven seven T shots that typically are draw shots, right? Are gonna now be have a hard left to right twenty mile an hour wind. What say you? Andy, you're just shaking your head.
2: You just... I, I just I I hope it's gonna sound terrible. I hope it doesn't ruin the viewing of the masters because there's been some years where it has to me. And I think VJ won one of those years where the the weather was, was too volatile. And, you know, to me the masters is about sunshine and flowers and perfect conditions and letting the guys go out there and see who's the best. Right. Yeah. So I hate to be a,
1: and we're not getting that this week.
2: No. And but, and I just hope well, it doesn't it doesn't diminish the viewing pleasure of watching the Masters.
3: The the last one I stayed for the weekend was Adam Scott, and that was a miserable, miserable Sunday. In fact, I didn't even go down and watch the playoff. I stood behind the oak tree behind the clubhouse, shivering and soaking wet. So It was awful. So coming home on the weekend was a norm after that one to watch on TV.
0: This might even go into next week, honestly. There might not even be it. We might not even be able to finish. Looking at the weather and how bad Friday and Saturday specifically are, they may may not be able to finish on Sunday.
3: Well, keep in mind, Christian, of all the golf courses that these guys play, there's – there's one that can get the job done. I mean, it's I want there. there is a clip out there that I was going to repost about us uh, golf magazine or golf.com interviewed uh, an anonymous someone that worked superintendent that volunteered that worked on the grounds crew and the shit that they do at Augusta National. Like, there was a hydraulic spill, they had the V formation of all the mowers on the fairway, they have these tennis balls in the front the mower that the one that's behind can throw in front of the of a mower in front of them if they see a hydraulic leak and that guy lifts the blades goes off and they just continue on so there was one on i can't remember which hole the guy said they literally had the sod tore up for for the 50 foot hydraulic spill resodded when players were on one i think it was the third hole they said and by the time they got to three nobody knew it even happened now
1: stories like that are just Ridiculous! (laughs) Ridiculous! That's, <laughs> so, I mean, every, everybody knows that the heaters under the green—you just controlling the soil temperatures under the yeah, greens—and yeah. it's it's yeah, it's it's another world from agron from an agronomic perspective. But
2: your place has that, right, Alan? Yeah, I
1: I, I do. Um, sub Yeah, yeah. I got you the sub- Yeah, we do. Yeah, nice. No, we don't have no sub. Could have sold me. <laughs> i think he did (laughs) but christian to your point is and this goes back to the other topic of conversation god forbid the tournament has to get changed turned around everything else what happens if tiger has to play 27 in a day oh what happens if tiger has to play 36 He
0: He he, he might as well just go fuel up his jet and go back home to florida because he's not playing thirty six holes in a day, there's no chance. There's no, there's no way he can. I, I can't even play. I mean, I could, but like, my legs are throbbing after thirty six holes. Trust me, I played like that in college. I can't even imagine you, what he would feel like.
1: You probably need a transfusion.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the how the weather pans out. Obviously, I think that you know it'll, it'll be. It'll be- It'll be, It'll be fine. Personally, they'll find they'll find a way to maneuver it to make it, it I mean, seventy two holes. Obviously, yeah. you know, and finish on Sunday.
1: Andy, much d- discussion obviously about number thirteen, Tiger. Well, we keep focusing on Tiger no, because it's... Tiger is the needle. Tiger's presser. They asked him all about it, and he had an interesting take. He goes, "You're going to see less threes and sevens, more fours and fives. Hmm.
2: Interesting. I I think the, the stuff that I've heard is that it's somewhat of an easier drive now because, you know, you don't have that end of the fairway pine trees that people can, if they don't hook it, will, you know, run into all the time. I think now they can just pop driver out there kind of straight down the chute. Um, and it leaves for a, a much longer second shot and potentially, you um, well, undoubtedly, m- way more players laying up than before. And frankly, the layup on that hole and the layup on 15 are two of the just hardest just prettiest shots in golf.
0: <laughs>
1: Christian, you got any thoughts on number 13?
0: Um, I'm excited to see how they play it this year. I mean, usually, you know, obviously if the course was dry last year. You could take a guy like JT, Rory, John Rahm. They could hit freaking six iron into that green, you know. And I remember Billy Horschel this week saying he he piped one. And Billy Horschel was a long, long hitter. He had three iron in. And he said that he's laying up every single day. So it's going to definitely be, a. I think, personally, it's going to be a good birdie hole this week. I think last year your mindset was, okay, you know what, if I'm five back going into 13, I can make a quick eagle here. You know, maybe Eagle 15. You have to hit two amazing shots to get to the green. Now, I think you got to hit bombs. Personally, and I think um, there's only a handful of guys that can actually get there too. two. Specifically, this week with how how what the course is going to be, if they decide to do that. But all maybe. these guys are wedge games are all a plus plus that they can lay up to 100 yards. They can all stick within five feet, six feet. If they, you know, it's going to be an average birdie for them this week unless it's sun unless it's Sunday on a downhill on onto number 15. well it, it's interesting because like if you hit wherever you hit your drive in the fairway I think it's it, I mean look I don't like when the ball's super above my feet as a right-handed golfer that's one of my least favorite shots to hit it kind of suits it for a lot easier of a shot for a left-handed golfer like Bubba was talking about it today right. you know the ball was below his feet it's a lot easier of a shot to, to obviously control when the ball's below your feet specifically in the fairway As a right-handed golfer, as we all know, the ball is gonna in the fairway. You're bound to hook that. So I'm I'm curious how they're all gonna play that. Okay, I don't hook that. (laughs) You just hit a dead straight. I forgot. You know, and then you just make the putt because your putter's on fire. I
1: feel like I can actually turn on that ball. (laughs) (laughs) B number thirteen. What say you? You you've seen it the most. I
3: thought it was a shoot coming out of there before they lengthen it, but. Honestly, I got a different take on this. How many 600-yard par fives do we watch these guys get on into? I mean, I think this is another thing that they're hyping up that it's not really going to play a factor. For one, a lot of these guys don't even hit driver off it, They didn't
1: prior to this. No, they bend three-wood around the corner.
3: Yeah, and so now they're going to be hitting driver, which may set up – the hole may set up better for some of them with a driver in their hand than it did a three-wood for some of them. I think Rory uh, said he hit five iron in or six iron in or something. Scotty, I think I heard him say five iron in. But the hole's five, what, 540?
1: 545.
3: So that's a relatively still relatively short par five on the PGA Tour. Right. But the difficulty's not in the length. The difficulty's in the, the terrain. And again, I go back to saying you move it back, it gives those guys more room from either, you know, pushing it a little or taking it too straight on and getting into the pine straw, that left side, other than nerves maybe, that left side never really plays into anything for these guys, the ones that are in contention, I'll just put it. It's more that second shot or that layup shot.
2: Right, but but you are hitting it off a pretty severe – True. All above the feet and downhill lie. Um. So it's 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 a difficult shot to a green that has a diagonal creek running across the front of it. So it's not like your regular six hundred yard par five at Valero. Right. Where they're just blasting, you know, freewoods in there. But
3: you could yeah. see the scoring average actually lower, but far less people going for the green. You could see that scenario.
2: You could see it for sure somebody was saying that I was listening on, on PJ uh, PGA tour radio, that, that, that front left pin there, that, you know, really the layup has to be much further back on that front left pin. So they're trying to figure out, you know, with some of the other pins, you can lay up closer to the Creek, that front left pin, you want to lay back a little further. And that's still a downhill eye shot, too. Yeah. So, all right,
1: Christian. Final topic is we've already heard BE. We've already I I, I pass along Boston Bob's. Who's getting it done this week?
0: Do can I, just a point blank winner. Mm-hmm. Can I give a sleeper pick too?
2: Well, I I was just going to say, why don't we do? Your pick and then your dark horse.
0: All right, perfect. My pick to win is John Rahm. He's going to bomb the ball this week. If he gets his putter going in a short game there, I think he can easily win this week. Personally, my dark horse—I um, don't really count him as a dark horse, but you could count him as a dark horse because he's plus four thousand on the, you know, according to Vegas Insider, um, Willie Z. Is my dark horse this week. I don't really... Again, you can't really count... I don't know if you want to count them as a dark horse. I don't know what the... Of course. The, like, of course. What, what, is it like 50...
2: 50 $4,000. I mean.
1: 4000 Okay. Uh, Brendan, you want to revise your selection or are you staying with uh, the Irishman? Rory's my favorite.
3: And my dark horse is going to be... I think it's one of Christian's boys. It's Sam Burns. Burnsy.
0: Him and Rory are playing together, too. Yep. Andy? I think that sets up well for him, too. I can get yep. into that after Andy, but...
2: So, so, just a little funny thing about... This is a don't-be-that-guy, right? So, <laughs> so Sam Burns wins um, the match play, and immediately on Monday, some jack-off writes an article saying how Sam Burns won't play well at Augusta. You know? It's like, really, you can't uh, win. Yeah, you can't win, right? So my my pick is Rory. Um, he's my my logical and sentimental pick. I would love to see him do it. Uh, my dark horse is Shane Lowry. Ooh, another Lowry. Ooh, love Shane. Bad weather. That. Bad weather. You know.
1: Yeah, it's that's makes sense. All right, so. I have actually got two dark Horses. I already shared it with you guys earlier. My pick, my pick to get it done this week is actually Max Homa. Good pick. My concern for Max Homa is predominantly left to right with the aforementioned wins we were just talking about. My dark horses, I'm reaching in to live boys. I think Brooksy come, is come is is. I think Brooks Kapka has. Come out of the forest. Come out of the darkness. Kind of like Randolph Juna.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, sir, Mr. Juna.
0: If you watch a documentary awesome. of Brooks, hey, Mr. What's that? If you watched if you watch the full swing documentary of Brooks, right? You uh-huh. saw how bad of a place he was. He was in a very dark place at that point. I think now even watching him today in the par three contest with his wife being there, yep. playing golf again. You know, interacting with you know the media and stuff like that. I think Brooks is in a very good place mentally. I think he's finally back to where the major Brooks was. I, I it was personally. only just a moment ago. I could easily see Brooks winning it this week. That was easily. another line from 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 uh
1: Randolph G- anyway. So so I have I, another dark horse, and that was gonna be Min Woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Min- so,
0: he, he showed a lot of, at the players. He did. I'm shocked that none of us picked Spieth, JT, or uh, or like DJ for that matter. Spieth never lost on Easter.
2: Okay. Well, here, here's a, a little suggestion. I think we should all throw ten bucks in the pot and have a battle with all of our dark horses, not our favorites, but our dark horses. Let's,
1: when, let's, let's when do twenty. Off. Well, Bobby didn't put it's down 20. his dark horse before he went out of town.
0: Well, well, well. We we, we can get in touch with Bobby.
3: No, he right. just texted. He
1: said Sandy Lyle, so he's in. <laughs> Sandy Lyle. Let's make it
2: five hundred. <laughs> hey, don't go. Don't don't say Larry Myers. Yeah. So, Alan, you got to pick your dark horse though. It's it's Brooksy then. Okay, so you have Brooks, Christian. You have Willie Z. Brendan, you have. Sam Burns. Sam Burns. I have some I'm dark horse there. And I have Shane Lowry.
1: Lowry, I'm writing we'll him get, down.
2: We'll get Bobby's and then winner take all dark horse pot.
1: All right, I like that. Phil Mickelson. Phil, yeah, the silent one. Yeah. Um, right. eight,
0: the 18th green. Final thoughts, Christian uh best time of the year is like christmas week for all all of us golfers i will be streaming that live starting at probably eight o'clock tomorrow morning when mike weir tees it up so um i'm excited for the masters i can't wait i hope that there's gonna it's a great tournament to watch as always and um you know again uh guys uh continue to follow us on all social media facebook instagram twitter uh, we have a lot of great stuff coming this this year, and um, you know, again, we'll be uh, we'll all be getting together here, hopefully, very soon, and uh, I hope one of my picks
2: wins. <laughs> Andy. So there, there was a lot of talk last week about, you know, the the possible people characters who are going to make Augusta Masters Week difficult between Liv and, and the rest. We talked about, or I did anyway, about Fred Couples and about Phil. And somebody put a microphone in front of Fred Couples, and he talked glowingly about Phil. Says he's a nut still, but he goes, he's one of my favorite people. And and then someone put microphone in front of Phil, and Phil said he loves Fred. So you know what? All's good and love and war, right?
1: Amen. B.E.
3: Got two quick ones. First, Liv was in our backyard last week, and I was shocked by the number of people I knew that went and watched the tournament. And they actually said they had a good time. Um, However, I did tune in on the CW for the first time and quickly turn it off within 15 minutes because it just wasn't my cup of tea. Not at all. Why? Um, I can I can I can be cool with the bro mentality with the music and the shorts and stuff. I'm cool with that. Maybe it was because I know OCN and it's just not the caliber. Not knocking OCN. I love the golf course. It's a good public golf course, but it's not a championship quality golf course. Yep, and yep. it was just it was difficult to watch. Um second one was I know how one person that was supposed to be playing in the field that dropped out Aaron wise is feeling. So I feel for him. uh, I hope he starts feeling better soon.
1: Yes. I echo that. Uh, My final thoughts are Christian. I agree. Best week of the year. Unfortunately I'm on the road tomorrow, Thursday, I will miss much of the telecast, but I will be watching on the rebroadcast tomorrow night. My pimento cheese sandwiches are already made. And if anybody out there can, I want an Augusta gnome. They're <laughs> selling, selling for thousands of dollars <laughs> at this point. Can you help hook a brother up? That's all I'm asking for.
3: I got one around here somewhere.
1: <laughs> anyway, Christian, I got none. <laughs>